This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out, episode 489. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow Chris at Chris Sweendog. He'll be joining us later on. Follow Dave, Dave at Dave the Rave underscore MO collectively at Marking Out. MarkingOut.com, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Follow us on the Instagram, MarkingOut11, as well as uh, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Um, what else should I plug? That's about it, right? How was your week? What's going on, Dave? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing uh, really great. I'm doing really great, you know, hanging in there. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. How was your week? My week was good. How about yours? It was decent. Uh, I didn't really uh, cook anything new. Well, that's good. my memory, but I got a brand new computer, so that was, like, very much so needed. Nice. So it's like it's weird trying to learn everything that's like became new in the past ten years because that's the last time I got a computer. Basically, what, what kind of computer do you it's, get? It's the the newest MacBook. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you figure you stick to what you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll probably move away from getting a MacBook next time. I don't know. I just feel like it's like the easy for me. It's really like the easiest thing to operate. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, they yeah. just always have updates. Yeah, which sucks. Like, as soon as I opened it, it's like, it's on, but it's like, oh, by the way, need to update. It's like, oh, that's Yeah, fun. that's the annoying thing. What sucks is that, like, once it, like, like, because my computer was from 2011, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, by the way, it's obsolete. We don't deal with it. You're screwed. So uh, it sucks that that's probably eventually going to happen, but. Yeah. Here's hoping I'm going to knock on what I assume is wood (laughs) and hope it doesn't happen. But we had a pay-per-view this past week, uh, weekend, Backlash, live at the WWE Performance Center. Um, On the kickoff, me? No, me. I believe uh, 100. Interesting. Yeah. On the uh, kickoff yeah. show, though, we had Apollo Crews defeat Andrade with Kevin Owens on commentary, which he came out wearing a tie. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, but I think the the coolest, like, this match was, I thought, it was a great kickoff match. I thought it was a great match to start. The Almas, at one point, did, like, a slingshot sitting DDT over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Which like when I like when I see moves like that, I'm like, oh, I want that in 2K21. But then it's like, oh, by the way, you don't get that this year, kid. <laughs> yeah. But I still like I would like to see that in the future game. But uh, Angel Garza got up on the apron during this. Kevin Owens hits him with a stunner, and uh, yeah, Apollo Cruz picks up that victory. On yeah, the. No bueno. Actual card itself, you see Boston Hug Connection defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, as well as the Iconics. 
I um, love this match. Yeah, it was. I thought I, this. I thought that this was a this was a lot of fun. And it's weird because I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, this match." Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was most looking forward to this match, and I thought this match was really good. I totally agree with you. I feel like this, out of all the matches, this one, you really didn't know what the outcome could have ended up being. Uh, you really, it was tough to predict Boston Hug were going to retain. I don't Um, think, well, I mean, I stupidly chose the Iconics, I believe, but I don't um, think it's, I don't think it's that like obscure to think Boston Hug were going to. You went with Boston Hug. Oh yeah. No, but out out of all of the title matches, this was the, if one was going to change, it was going to be this one. And I think that this match really delivered. It was a lot. It was so entertaining. And the Iconics, and even Bailey and the Boston Hog, like, everything in this match was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Blitz hits Twisted Bliss, and Sasha Banks gets in there at the last second and uh, rolls her up yeah. to win. And this, honestly, this is one of those matches where I say I'd like to see, like, I would enjoy the hell out of this watching it at a live event. I agree. I think that something that I noticed during this match, uh, there was one point where I think it was Boston Hug Connection did a wheelbarrow. What was it? It was a wheelbarrow. The, the knee smash, but the the, or yeah. the knee the head the knee to the head. But I'm like ninety percent sure that's an iconic's move. Well, that's the thing. The Boston Hug Connection did that first, right? And then after that, Iconics did it to them, and then the double team move that Nikki and Bliss did the wheelbarrow wheelbarrow once again. But into a DDT, yeah, that was really cool. Or it was a flapjack into a DDT. I don't remember the exact setup, but it looked really awesome. Yeah, I don't remember the setup either. But yeah, matchup next saw Sheamus defeat Jeff Hardy. I like. Oh, never mind. I didn't get a hundred. I like this match, but I didn't think it was needed. The storyline to me has been very weak. Yeah, I. I you know, I like the match, but like you said, the storyline, it's I, its a weird storyline that I feel like it hasn't really connected to anyone. I would just rather see Sheamus and Jeff Hardy facing younger guys at this point. I would rather see them. I wouldn't be. I mean, it's just the storyline is kind of absurd as well. And as far as like the match goes, though, it's like I, I, maybe it went on too long. Like at one point, I remember thinking like Jeff Hardy hits the swanton. Yeah, Seamus gets his foot on the rope, and I literally felt like Jim from The Office when, like, he turns to the camera, and the camera would catch him, and he like stare into it with like, yeah, like where he's a, just like with his like eyes widened, and it's like, yeah, I, that's I like, and I and it's like a lose lose situation because both of them I feel like needed the win here. I totally agree with you. I mean, Seamus made his return to SmackDown a little bit ago, but he still hasn't really caught fire since his return. Um, and same thing with Jeff Hardy. But yeah, um, yeah. What else we got? Oscar versus Nia Jax ended in a no contest, which sucks because it has to mean we're getting more of this. Um, Unless you know, we're not. Even, I mean, we got it on Monday Night Raw, but exactly. I hope that Monday Night Raw was kind of the end of it, but it's not. I, it can't be. I mean, it, I, yeah, I don't think it is. I, I I just don't like the way that Nia Jax has been working. Uh, it's it just, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Up next for the Universal Championship, Braun Strowman retained, defeating The Miz and John Morrison, which 
infuriated me that they changed the rule at the last minute on the kickoff show. Yeah, I don't understand why they had to change the rule, especially if you still have the Miz and Morrison together and you're not trying to tease them breaking up. Yeah, like they they changed it to to that if whoever wins, whoever wins will become the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they had Otis teasing, uh, cashing, in, cashing on, in on Miz and Morrison if they win. And then also they had Miz and Morrison airing their uh, their music video again that they did that they it got cut off by Braun Strowman. But you mean that Van Halen music video? Yeah, it's it is. Wait, is I didn't know if I don't know if it's like a rip off of Van Halen's video, but. I I don't know the video, but it's definitely I definitely understand what you you told me about right it's, here, it's right 100%, now. Hundred percent. It's just called right now. Right now, yeah, it's a good song. Um, but yeah, I liked during this uh, the the skull crushing finale and dropkick that they did to Braun's head. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. But Miz pulling John Morrison off Braun, leading to the loss. Uh like they were, they spent how long hyping up? Like, oh, we're gonna be co-champions. We're gonna get like a, a a split down the middle title and everything. And then it's like, oh, by the way, rule change. Not gonna happen. Up next for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre retained the title against Bobby Lashley. Uh, earlier in the night, MVP had a segment with Lana, and he was saying that it's been Lashley. That's been barring Lana from from ringside and not MVP. So that was that was interesting. Um, yeah. But as far as the actual match goes, McIntyre um, got locked in the the master lock before the the match even began. Mm-hmm. And officials broke yeah. it up. And I say this every week. Fighting before a match, which then leads into nothing. I mean, let's, which then leads into the match. Yeah. that's It's super annoying. Yeah, the and, fighting and, before is... And watching this match, I literally just kept wishing. I wish this was MVP. I wish this was MVP. Instead of lashing the match. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I would have more... I would have enjoyed it more if it was MVP than I would have Lashley. I didn't care about this match. Yeah. Lana came out, mm-hmm. got knocked off the apron, which led... Which uh, caused a distraction. McIntyre wins. Yeah. Up next was, uh, well, it was something. (laughs) Street Profits versus Viking Raiders was something that was supposed to happen. But it starts, they they end up brawling in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Eric gets tossed onto Braun Strowman's car, which cracks the windshield. And all four of them take off. It continues into a backstage brawl. Um, which it was funny because they had callbacks to their previous segments with like golf clubs, bowling balls, turkey legs, etc. Um, it was, I know a lot of people like complained about this segment. I feel like yeah, if you were watching and you've been enjoying these raw segments, then it's like completely like fits into this. Mm-hmm. And it was a very obviously it was like the cinematic wrestling. We had Dawkins hit that huge like, I guess you would say pounce or tackle through the window, which yeah. I thought was cool. Tazawa shows up with a bunch of people on motorcycles. I I a hundred percent thought it was about to be the Nexus, but then they were they were ninjas. Why? 
Well, there was those rumors that they were going to bring the Nexus in for Mania, and no, yeah, we've discussed this no. already. Yes, you're you're yeah, relieved. I I've already discussed I always this. thought that you were joking with me. No, yeah, I never actually believed that you were th- talking about legit bringing in Nexus. No, they were. I always thought that you were just joking around. No, they were. There were talks of it. Apparently, Wade Barrett turned it down. Ryback, I think, might have turned it down. I. Or don't would have that. turned around. Well, no, right Darren is desperate. I don't know. Darren Young confirmed saying that they were supposed to. I don't know. Um, I, but, but they 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 decided to team up to take on Tazawa and the Ninjas, uh, and then they continued to fight afterwards, and it ended with the four of them in a dumpster with an alligator tail. Because mm-hmm. Florida has alligators everywhere. Which I, I know I was gonna I was gonna say have you ever seen an alligator during when you were in Florida? But I know for a fact that you have. Yes, I have. I remember. I um, can picture but the this picture. entire, I, I was surprisingly so entertained during this. This was probably the most entertainment that I had throughout the entire pay per view. Um, it's corny, it's over the top, it's kooky, but it was funny and it was entertaining. Yeah, and a lot of people complained about it, but if you were I feel like that like you need to be watching Monday Night Raw to truly get it. Maybe. Um I don't know if I think you just have to let go. I think you more so have to let go of that wrestling uh strictly wrestling mental mentality where you're not allowed to just enjoy it for entertainment. I feel like you have to let go of that strict mindset. Well, the main event was billed as the greatest wrestling match ever. Randy Orton defeats Edge. Right off the bat, uh, Charles Robinson had the classic blue shirt bow tie. They had the MSG microphone that came down from the ceiling. Howard Finkel did the announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fa- That was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a fast-paced match. I thought it was very good, but and it's weird because like, and I didn't think. First of all, I didn't think it was going to be better than AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the IT uh, the Intercontinental Championship from SmackDown mm-hmm. last week. But I enjoyed the match, and I saw a lot of people ripping this one apart as well. Hmm. I that's interesting. I didn't like the piped-in crowd. That's dumb to me. You have the same I, crowd okay, sitting I, there. Uh, the whole night, and all of a sudden, it sounds like a giant arena. I think they announced yeah. in, it's going to be a match with enhanced audio beforehand, but that's to me, that's just so stupid. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree that the piping in was really stupid. And there um, were other parts that, like, I liked this... Orton and Edge paying tribute to Eddie Guerrero. I liked mm-hmm. Edge using Christian's move uh, moves. I liked... Randy Orton hitting the pedigree. Like, to me, those made sense. Mm-hmm. Edge pulling out a rock bottom, I which I guess would be like the homage to other great matches. I, yeah. Stretching or, my or, mind. Or maybe because it's like he's the great one. To me, yeah. it was kind of, it was just hokey. Mm-hmm. But we had a low blow and punt kick finish. But yeah. I overall enjoyed this match, and I think it was definitely one of Randy Orton's best matches. Not best matches. One of Randy Orton's 
better matches in recent history is what I should say. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that this was a this was a really good match. I think they really did a great job. But of course, it's not the greatest wrestling match ever. And the the stuff with the when they did pull at the rock bottom and stuff that seemed very hokey to me. Um, but overall, it was a good, uh, enjoyable match. And yeah, I, where is this going to go next? I mean, obviously, Edge is now out with a, tri- a torn tricep. Yeah. So un- very unfortunate. I mean, during the match, you could see yeah, the- a black and blue mark on his tricep region. Yeah. So. We don't know the timeline. It could be six months. Um, but I guess we're going to have a, another feud with them once he comes back. But, yeah. What's uh, next? Oh, well, that's I'm waiting for you to. Uh... Ah, I guess you would want me to say that. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Opens up with Randy Orton where they officially announced that edge tore his bicep uh tricep sorry um and orton orton said that he heard edge was going to be cleared in july 2029 mm-hmm. i guess just to play off the nine years later yeah christian came out told orton that he's wrong and orton's like you want one more match christian says no and uh, Orton's like, I know you're not clear to com- compete, so let's do an unsanctioned match. Offer expires the end of the night. Hmm. And it's like when he when this was, ha- I was like, there's no way. That's just not. That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> but the first match of the evening, you saw Kevin Owens defeat Angel Garza before uh, the match. Angel Garza and Zelina Vega were interviewed. And it seemed like they were continuing the tease of Almas and Garza breaking up. And Almas even came out during the match to argue with Garza. Yeah. And Vega ended up leaving. I liked it. I liked that she was fed up with it. And, I mean, during the match, Owens picked up the victory following the Stone Cold Stunner. Which I think it was very clear to to see who was going to be winning that. Yeah, I agree. But, but then I like that uh, Vega comes back out and pretty much scolds them and tells them, get to the back. Yeah, and she said, like, you guys want the same thing. You guys need to work together. Yeah. After that, we had MVP and Bobby Lashley. Uh, MVP was basically yelling about how Lashley had his night ruined by Lana and how McIntyre took advantage of that. Lana comes out, blames Bobby Lashley. The longest storyline in WWE history continues. And it ends finally with Bobby Lashley asking for a divorce. And then it's like, oh, there's some relief there. Maybe this will finally be the end. But who knows? Yeah. I I have... Do you think that she's going to be released? I, I, like, wonder... Sometimes when, like, I, when I think about that, because like if she's not being used here, I don't know if they're going to like have her wrestle or not. But that's that's the thing. I feel like with this storyline, the way that this storyline has been going and now that he's asking for the divorce and Rusev's not there, 
I could see either she gets released or she asks for her release. Yeah, I don't know. But But after this, the Viking prophets were interviewed because that's what they are now known as. Love it. Um, And Tozawa and his ninjas ninjas cut them off, which we see the, the, the big ninja again. Yeah, super ninja. Seven foot three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that leads into the Viking prophets defeating Akira Tozawa and the ninjas, which it's it is interesting to see the Viking prophets as a team. Mm-hmm. It's a weird storyline. Um, yeah. And then I guess yeah, Tozawa and the the tall ninjas stepped up to the Viking prophets, but Big Show returns as a as a face this time. <laughs> kind of kind of heel kind of heel at wrestlemania face now get give it give it a week yeah so viking prophets uh and big show were able to i guess uh i don't know how to finish that sentence get them out of the ring finish the job i I guess so (laughs) um but they also big show said that that it should really ultimately end with a championship match next week between the two of them. A normal match. Yeah. So, uh, next up you had Seth Rollins out in the ring, cut in a promo because the rumor is Dominic's not, he left for a raw. So during Seth Rollins promo, Dominic comes up behind him and attacks him only to escape through the crowd. I, I was a fan. Yeah, well, first he asked Ray for for him and Dominic to join his crusade. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then he said he'll he'll uh, he'll end Rollins if anything happens to Dominic. But Dominic, yeah, yeah I, I I was entertained by this. Yeah, for sure. Up next, you saw the Iconics defeat Liv Morgan and Natalia. Liv Morgan shouldn't be losing. Uh, well, first of all, she shouldn't be in a tag team match. <laughs> but she yeah. sure, certainly does, should not be losing. But she's been put in that worst position. It's like Sheamus since he returned. They've done nothing with him. They've done nothing with her. I know. I She got hit with the Lana effect. It's I like it, It's like the lose-lose situation where Liv Morgan needed this win, but so did the Iconics. Yeah, I would have liked it if Liv turned on Natalia during this match. I don't want to see he'll live, though. No? No. I'd be okay. I mean, I don't know. I just want to see her break out. Yeah. And right now, I feel like she's really holding, she's being held back. I mean, we see, we saw in those promos that she was ready to break out uh, in the promos, but in the ring, she hasn't really been able to break out yet. But after the match, the Iconics called uh, Boston Hug out and challenged them to a title match. And they said that they know somebody who will make that match happen for next week. So I assume we're going to be seeing that. But um, uh, yeah, Natty was also yelling at Liv Morgan backstage, telling her that she made a bunch of rookie mistakes. Yeah. And then Natty was saying how she built the division. And uh, Lana showed up and kind of like saw 
eye to eye with Natty. Mm-hmm. So that has me thinking maybe they're going to be teaming or, or Lana's going to be managing Natty from now on, maybe. Um, I don't know. I could see the, the attack on Natty. You know, I don't know. But later on, Boston Hug, they were out in the ring. Bailey introduced her birthday week. And Sasha Banks told the Iconics that they don't get to make the decisions. Boston Hug get to make the decisions. The Iconics came out, told them to answer their challenge. Peyton Royce ends up slapping Banks. And uh, Bailey accepts the challenge for next week. Yeah. And it looked like uh, Sasha Banks, once again, was kind of uh, taken back that Bailey accepted the challenge on behalf of her. Yeah. But um, after this, we saw Big Show speaking with Christian backstage about Randy Orton. And Big Show basically lays out Christian's options and said, if Orton did what he's done to Edge, he would fight him. And mm-hmm. Christian, Christian said, he, I know what I'm going to do. And Christian went to the ring, said that he has nothing to prove to Randy Orton, but he's not going to be disrespected. Disrespected. There you go. <laughs> and then he accepts Orton's challenge. So at that point, it's still like, nah, I don't think this is happening. No. But MVP ends up speaking to Apollo Crews backstage and broke down... Uh, Fighting, how he broke down uh, what a fighting champion is versus a smart champion, and he said that the way the way Cruz is going, he'll be burned out. You can't just keep fighting anybody who's coming. You have to be like pick and choose, I guess. So you have to be like Brock Lesnar. I mean, pretty maybe. much. But, he, <laughs> but but Apollo said he's not. Uh, if he's not a fighting champion, then he's not a champion. And MVP threatens him, saying that like you're you're really you're gonna lose the title without me in your corner. So we have that aspect now introduced, which sucks yeah. because what happened to Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne? <laughs> We're like they're just gone. I know. Who knows? But this was weird because it like cuts into Ric Flair mumbling to Charlotte. I literally could not understand anything Ric Flair was saying. Yeah. And I had no idea what the point of this segment was. But later on, we see Ric Flair trying to talk to Christian and talk him out of facing Randy Orton. Yeah. So that like puzzled me because it like, I'm like, I don't know why. I thought we were going to end up seeing Charlotte in the the women's match later on. Mm-hmm. Which then that maybe would have made sense. Like Flair's telling her to like, oh, you got to do this or something. I, don't, I still have no idea what, what Rick was saying. But I don't know why Rick was there for that. <sighs> Just random. <laughs> but, random but, stuff. But the match that followed that was Apollo Crews defeating Shelton Benjamin. Um, and I guess because of the way the MVP segment went, I thought this Mm -hmm. was for the title. Yeah. And, um, I don't know it, that it didn't, it wasn't for the title, but 
I, I, I enjoyed some of the aspects of this match. I didn't understand. Shelton puts his feet up on the rope and gets called out by the ref. And then immediately mm-hmm. Apollo Crews uses the ropes to win. Yeah. And, I, and like, if Crews is talking about being a fighting champion, would a fighting champion be a good guy or a bad guy where they're using the ropes? Like, is that necessary? Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't think so. But match after that, we saw Drew McIntyre and R-Truth defeat Bobby Lashley and MVP, which was a complete wild ride leading to this match because earlier in the night, MVP um, proposed having both titles on the line. And R-Truth agreed. And then later on, R-Truth told Drew McIntyre that he got the stipulation changed, so it's just the (laughs) WWE Championship on the line. And I thought that was funny. So basically we had Drew McIntyre and R-Truth versus Lashley and MVP for the WWE Championship, which I think the last time this happened in WWE was uh, Kelly Kelly retaining the World Heavyweight Championship for Edge Mm -hmm. in a handicap match on SmackDown in like 2011. There might have been more since then, but um, McIntyre won the match. Hits the Claymore on MVP, and instead of pinning him, he, 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 I mean, he pins MVP, breaks it up himself so he could tag R-Truth in and get, and get the victory. I thought, I thought that this was actually really good, and especially because R-Truth was saying, hey, you got to trust me, uh, and kind of like making it, wanting Drew McIntyre to know that he's not a joke, and uh, Drew McIntyre letting him pick up the victory. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, that, does that count as a WWE title match? Uh, nah. Nah, nah. I mean, it was a WWE championship match, so, I mean, technically, R-Truth retained the the, the championship for McIntyre, just like Kelly Kelly did for Edge. <laughs> yeah. But the match after this, we saw Asuka defeat Nia Jax. Nia pushes John Cone at one point. And right before he disqualifies her, Asuka rolls up Nia Jax and Cone hits a fast count. Um, yeah, what do you think about this fast count? I think it's moot because it should have been a disqualification. Yes, it should have been a DQ no matter what. What do you think? Like, what are the... To I, me, I, I don't know. It just I'm, continues I'm just it. I'm just annoyed because it's it only means that we're going to be getting more of it, which I don't want. Yeah, well. Yeah. Main event, though, we saw Randy Orton defeat Christian. Um, Flair came out again to uh, talk Christian out of this. And I don't know why you didn't think this would have happened. But Flair low blows Christian. Yeah. Orton punts Christian. I think I it's didn't... A, a good workaround with Christian not being able to actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. As per, like, the news sites, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I I was definitely surprised by it. I didn't... For, I just didn't think about it. Um, and the low blow caught me off guard, uh, as it caught Christian off guard. Um, but I wasn't a fan of the EM the EMTs during this. Why is that? 
I don't know. It was the way that they were acting. It was just weird. Um, and I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, I didn't like that they came out with the stretcher. I didn't understand why I come out with the stretcher so quickly. And it, I just didn't like it. Well, moving on to Wednesday night, NXT Imperium defeated Emporium. <laughs> which it was funny because like during Imperium's entrance, I tweeted out, look, it's Emporium. And then Brizongo came out like Emporium. It, I think it was, what was the, the names was like, oh, maybe it was Marsupial and uh, I can't remember the other name. I don't know, but Imperium picked up the victory. I thought it was hilarious though. Like how did I, like I said, look, it's them. And then they came out. <laughs> You got ESP. Yeah, but uh, Indus Sheer came out during this, and Lorcan and Birch attacked them. Uh, Indus Sheer kind of took over, though, but eventually Fandango rolled up Barthel, who wasn't the... Bartel? Not Barthel? Who wasn't the legal competitor, and Eichner hit Dango with the DDT to win. Yeah. Next up, you had Velveteen Dream backstage cutting a promo... Dexter Loomis, from the back, slips a cartoon that he drew onto the couch. Velveteen Dream addresses this picture of Dexter Loomis and Velveteen Dream holding the tag team titles. And Velveteen Dream goes on to say that he's a solo act. Yeah. So, next up, you had Damian Priest pick the victory over Killian and Dane with the Reckoning. Um, it was kind of disappointing to see Killian Dane get another loss. First Even of all, though, wait, except, but it, yeah. like, it's nice to see that he's back. Yeah, it's nice to see he's back, but it just stinks that it, I didn't think that it had to be versus Priest. More importantly, was this necessary? Like, they feuded last year. Yeah, that's the thing. Was it even last year? It was like earlier this I, year. I, I would think it was last year. I don't think it was. I think it was earlier this year, but even still, I it was unnecessary. But during um, the during the commercial break, Killian Dane ends up slapping the hockey glass, which knocks Robert Stone over. Yeah, he was he was plastered. And then Aaliyah helps him to the ring, which she then goes on to defeat Zia Lee. Stone got up on the apron, pukes all over the place, which distracted Zia Lee. And that was that. I guess she's part what? of the Robert Stone brand, or she's gonna clean him up or what? I don't know. What did you think about the finish of this match? Obviously, it was a botch. What? Um, Wait, what? Obviously, it was a botch. No, I heard the, you. Why, yeah. why did you? Why do you say obviously it was a botch? With the pinfall, uh, where so Aaliyah pins uh, Zia Lee, but during the first pinfall, she kicked out, and then she pinned her again for the pin. It, I don't think Zia Lee was supposed to kick out of that first pinfall. Oh, I didn't even... I guess I didn't notice. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. It's kind of like that... Like, if you don't get it the first time, don't do it again. You should move on to the next... Like, do something else. I think the better thing would have been that if she by accident kicked out of that first pinfall, just pick her up and hit your finisher and then pin her again. Or do something like that. But to do a pinfall wow, and have her kick out... There. Yeah, but then ha to do a pinfall, have her kick out, and then just go right back into another pinfall and get the pin, it didn't really work, uh, unfortunately. But 
Timothy Thatcher. He had his uh, his his teacher school segment. Do you think this is like the we don't know what to do with you anymore segment? Um. Yeah. This is just the. Yeah, let's put you on TV and keep your face relevant for now, and hopefully we can figure out what to do. Well, after this, we saw Adam Cole and Bobby Fish trying to get Roderick Strong help because of Dexter Loomis. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly was the, the doctor here, and they tried to get him to confront his fears by making him get into a trunk of a car, <laughs> but he ran off. And then Adam Cole was interviewed about Completely unrelated to that segment. He was interviewed about carrying Cross and Scarlet. Keith Lee interrupts and said he's going to be the one to take the championship from him. And then uh, Keith Lee. Did Keith Lee smash the hourglass? Yeah, Keith Lee. Yeah, so. I liked, and I liked that the the sand was. It wasn't like a brand new, like we just flipped it over. Mm-hmm. It's like the sand was going down for a while now. Yeah, but the segment after this, Adam Cole went to the ring to speak about being champion and how he doesn't take it for for granted, and he brought up maybe defeating Keith Lee for the North American Championship. Keith Lee comes out, and before he says anything, Johnny Gargano comes out. Gargano wants a title shot and uh, Finn Balor came out wanting a title shot and uh, William Regal showed up via Zoom and set up a triple threat for the North American Championship and the winner is going to be facing Adam Cole in a winner takes all on July 8th so either way we're going to be seeing a dual champion soon I'm excited for it now the question is who does Adam Cole hold the North American Championship and the NXT Championship? I don't. I can't see that. Does Keith Lee hold both? Does Johnny Gargano hold both? Does Finn Balor hold both? It's tough. Tough call. After that, I mean, obviously, Velveteen Dream's gonna fit in some way. I don't think so. I mean, I, I would I, don't, I would not assume that at all. It seems no. like it's literally it, it's just the four of them. Yeah, the matches well, I guess are made. Dream is now with uh, the other guys. Yeah, with Strong. But right. backstage after that, Keith Lee was being asked about William Regal's announcement, and Candice cuts him off, who then gets attacked by Mia Yim. And that gets broken up by referees, so I, that's not done. But the match after that, we saw Dakota Kai defeat Caden Carter with uh, Casey Catanzaro ringside. I like. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy that the two of them are remaining together. Yeah, I liked uh, at one point. Um, as soon as Dakota Kai kicked out of a pin, Caden did a springboard drop kick. Like she like almost rolled out of the pin into a springboard drop kick. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, but Gonzalez distracted Caden Carter. Casey tried to stop her, but uh, she shook it off and Dakota Kai made her tap. Yeah. Good match. 
After that, they showed Scarlet walking backstage and sifting through the sand from the broken hourglass. And Karrion Cross came in and stepped on the glass. It was like a vintage filter, black and white. I thought that was cool. Yeah, just coming from the side, stepping right on it. Yeah. Next up, you had Cameron Grimes backstage. Uh, and no. apparently he slashed Damien Priest's tires. Um, I guess, well, this is going to lead to their match next week. Then after that, you had Santos Escobar. Well, you had Bro Mercedes Martinez have a vignette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skipped ahead a little bit. Yeah, which I'm excited that she's being used finally. Yeah. Um, you also then, had Bronson Reed defeat Leon Ruff. It was a very quick match, but it was a huge splash from the top rope. And then Bronson Reed challenged Karrion Cross to a match. For yeah, next week, I think that he this stepped up. And this was good because, especially after last week with Bronson Reed picking up the loss. So I think that the, him getting like a squash match was necessary. Yeah, and then, uh, um, and then he helped Leon Ruff up and carried him up the ramp. Yeah, which is very weird. So um, they had, yeah, so they had Santos Escobar speak about El Hijo del Fantasma, how how Fantasma was the best, and how everyone saw him. Uh, how it was just the mask that they saw, and he said coming to NXT, he knew it would mean that was going to be coming to an end, mm -hmm. and he, and he claimed he was going to be making Raúl Mendoza and Joaquin Wild leaders. Maverick comes out, jumps Santos, then obviously gets jumped by the other two, and Maverick ends up through a table um, up off the platform with a phantom driver. But I don't know, does that name, does that move name need to change? Because <laughs> he's no uh, longer Phantasma? Nah. Um, after that, you had the women's tag team match. Boss and Hug Connection picked up the victory over Tegan X and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, overall, it was a good match. I'm still not a fan of Tegan Knox's chokeslam. Uh, it just doesn't have me. But I like the finish of this match where Bailey assisted Banks to get into the bank statement. Yeah, by just she, flipping her right over. Yeah, from Shotzi's cattle mutilation. Yeah, I thought that I was like cool. That. I wish the match had more time. Um, I don't know. I think it had the proper amount of time. I don't think so at all. I think this should have been way longer than it was. It seemed like in the beginning, it took them a little bit to get on the same page, though. Or at least know. that's what I thought. I just uh, like it, it seemed like what it, it just seemed like they were trying to work, trying to get something to work together. And it took them a little bit to kind of feel each other out. I don't in the ring. Who, I don't know who you're talking about. Um, Shotzi and ba and Sasha Banks. Oh, um, kind of all of them in the ring. There was a few spots where it just looked like they were trying to figure it out. But I thought it was a good match. But uh, I liked them billing Sasha and Bailey as NXT legends. Mm -hmm. um, Sasha's last NXT match was October 2015 at TakeOver Respect, and I think Bailey's last match was TakeOver Brooklyn, too, in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they showed up on NXT TV last February, but that to put the tag division on notice, but nothing really came of that. So I liked that they actually went back and had a match here. Yeah, it was I, a good match. Yeah, yeah and so. I like I like Tegan and and Shotzi as a tag team. 
Yeah. Um, um, after the match, Io Shirai came out attacking Boston Hug Connection. Um, just declaring her dominance. Yeah. The, yeah, she's the NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, saying that this is her house. Uh, now on to some SmackDown. Kicking off with AJ Styles and Renee Young with the IC title presentation. AJ Styles kind of calling out saying how it's not really appropriate for Renee Young. He wants someone else to put the title around his waist. Calls in Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan goes ahead, puts he gets pushed into putting the title around his uh, waist. And this only led to Matt Riddle debuting. Yeah. After, yeah. After uh, Daniel Bryan told AJ that he should be defending the title every week. And AJ's like, no. I'm not doing that. Uh, and Matt Riddle shows up as the bro that runs the show. And AJ uh, attacked him, but Matt Riddle got the better of him. And then they started a match, which I think the whole time I thought was hilarious. Big E was working out. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, he had like a one of those like weights, the little mm-hmm. circle weights that you lift with two hands. Mm-hmm. Two arms, I should say, I guess. Or two a hands. A kettlebell? Yeah, I think it was a kettlebell. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, but Matt Riddle defeats AJ Styles, which I swear to God, I thought this was for the IC title. No, uh, AJ Styles in the beginning even stated that he, he, this was not for the title. I, did what did he, did he say? No shoes, no shirt, no no title match? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he said no no title. Yeah, that was the part where he stated that there was no title, kind of like correcting the referee. Um, next up, you had Jeff Hardy. Wait, what you, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's we have Matt Riddle. I mean, not Matt Riddle. We have AJ Styles taking on Drew Gulak for the Intercontinental Championship next week. Oh, so I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. But we had Shorty G being interviewed before his match about having Mojo uh, as an opponent and Mojo having the height and weight advantage. Um, and Shorty G was like, "I don't care." I don't care at all. Mm-hmm. And then he, he he said that he has the eyes in back of his head and turned around and punched Mojo. Yeah, Mojo, not so sneaky. Yeah, and Shorty G picks up the victory over Mojo, which uh, he wins with a quick reversal, but I thought the match overall was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I don't really care for those these matches. Well, I mean, I don't know. I Well, I think maybe just because Mojo... I think Shorty G is just oh, too good. I don't know. I, I just don't care. Period. Something I missed, uh, Matt, uh, not Matt, Jeff Hardy had a sit-down interview before that. Um, and Jeff basically said Sheamus was a bully. And Kayla interviewed Sheamus later on. Sheamus, go, Sheamus was like, you're damn right I'm a bully. And uh, he said he's going to be toasting Jeff next week. Yeah, so unfortunately... New Year's Eve drinking segment? Yeah. After this, you had Miz TV with Mandy Rose. Uh, It was all a setup to get Sonya Deville out to confront her, though. Yeah, they went back and forth before brawling. And Sonya Deville had a really good promo, too. Yeah, and it's good that we're finally seeing payoff. Like, this should have happened weeks ago. I agree. I agree. And Mandy Um, ends it by slapping Miz. Yeah, so... 
Next up, you had Boston Hug Connection come out to the commentary table for commentary uh, for the New Day, defending against Lucha House Party and picking up the victory. Well, I don't, Boston Hug. I don't think they the titles weren't on the line. Oh, maybe not. But I mean, if anything, they should have been if they pick up a victory. I don't know. But well, I Boston mean, Hug could have been, yeah. Yeah, I, I never understand when a champion def- picks up a victory, but it's not a title match. It's like you might as well just declare it a title match because they won anyways. But <laughs> Boston Hulk can, uh, on commentary was amazing. Yeah, I liked when uh, Big E did the belly to belly and Bailey goes, belly to belly, belly to belly. <laughs> yeah, they totally marked out for that. I liked how Bailey was taking notes yeah. uh, in the beginning. And um, she, yeah, she's, they've declared themselves as the best tag team <clears throat> ever. Better than New Day, better than the Hardy Boys, better than FTR. Yeah. Uh, but immediately awesome. after this match, uh, Cesaro and Nakamura attacked. And Cesaro and Nakamura had that big swing into the, the Kinshasa, which I thought was cool. Yeah, cool move. Um, next up, you had Dana Brooke, Tamina, Alexa, Naomi, and Lacey Evans backstage. Um, pretty much talking about who's next in line for the title. Only to realize that Nikki Cross isn't there. This was literally the, the weirdest, most unnatural setup segment I've ever seen. Yeah. I tweeted it was like they were trying to do the Breakfast Club or something. It was so weird. They were just mm-hmm. like randomly those those women are just going to be hanging out by a ring together. Come on. Yeah. But Nikki ends up ringside attacking both um, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Alexa Bliss runs down, pulls Nikki off, and... Uh, Nikki Cross challenges Sasha Banks to a match, and Bailey accepts on her behalf. Once again, yeah. not good. Which leads into Sasha Banks defeating Nikki Cross. I actually really enjoyed this match, and it's weird because I feel like I say this often, but I wouldn't have minded seeing something like this at a takeover. But it would have been completely different because... Nikki has evolved so much since being in NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, so is Sasha Banks, but um, I feel like Nikki more so. Yeah. Um, but I like um, I like this match. Yeah, I, I like the finish with the what is it, the Meteora? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It was kind of like out of nowhere. Um, I was a fan of it. But SmackDown comes to an end with a Firefly Funhouse. And Bray was just uh, rattling off things that he's been doing since we've last seen him. And Rambling Rabbit's like, hey, man, that's not true. You were, like, crying about losing a Braun. <laughs> Which I thought that was funny. And Braun cuts the segment off and told Bray that he failed. They're done. Move on. No shot, whatever. And Bray... It's like, we're actually not done. And it turns into his original gimmick. And he spoke about creating Braun Strowman and how he's going to be the one that destroys Braun Strowman. And he's like, you know where to find me. Follow the buzzards. Run. For a moment, I thought that maybe uh, SmackDown was going to end before they finished the segment. I didn't didn't realize it it was 10 o'clock at that point. Yeah, they had their little logo come up, and they were still finishing, in the middle of finishing it up. I liked 
that it went back to that original Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I don't I'm, necessarily I'm like them using Harper and Rowan because they're not there. Mm-hmm. But... So I'm wondering if come uh, Extreme Rules, we're going to be seeing another uh, cinematic match between Bray and Braun this time. Would be interesting. Like, I'd be up for it. And I have a feel like, how could it not be a Wyatt Family compound match? Yeah. So It, I, it has to be. But that was SmackDown. And we're saying goodbye to Dave right now and welcoming Chris. Chris, how are you doing? I'm great. What did you and Dave talk about? Oh, uh, we spoke about WWE, of course, and uh, a bunch of other Anything things specific? this week. Anything well, that you I mean, really got into detail about? Backlash and Raw and like, and What, like, specifically? <laughs> you know, it was like the, the what we spoke about uh, just, you know, really captures this We're recording this before this we start the rest of the show, folks. <laughs> Full disclosure here. <laughs> but hey, while I have you, let me uh, plug one of these things real quick. What things? No, it was a terrible. I can't do a Jericho segue. Nobody can. <laughs> I can do a Jericho segue. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, no, but you had to edit it in afterwards. Well, I mean, you don't really have to. You could just go you into it like that. You think Chris Jericho's things, he makes him sit there for two minutes? While he, no, I, 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 no, no. Obviously, he doesn't do that. He, that's obviously not how it goes, but I feel like it's pretty easy if you know what you're going to say to just go into a random segue. Well, yeah. Speaking of random segues. Put me on the spot here. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> well, we do have uh, AEW Dynamite to talk about. Yes, we do, and I am your AEW analyst. I'm going to give myself an official name because I'm hashtag the best thing about marking out or y'all. Um, but yeah, let's talk into it. Opening up uh, AEW Dynamite Tag Team Wrestling Week because I just felt like there was a lot of tag team wrestling. Yeah, um, but I still don't – like I feel like just because they have a lot of tag team matches doesn't mean they care about tag team wrestling. Uh, they do, and it's going to start the show. But anyway, uh, it's going to start the show in the couple month, next couple of months. Um, starting the show off, you had Kenny Omega and Adam Page defeat and successfully defend their tag team titles against QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes, accompanied by Brandy Rhodes. Uh, the one person that shined out of this match for me was QT Marshall, or Marshall, whatever they're calling him now. Um, I liked... Um, and no, I uh, well, I liked Dustin Rhodes trying to keep up with Kenny Omega. Um, I thought at some points Kenny Omega was just being Kenny Omega, and he wasn't working to the strengths of what Dustin Rhodes like when they were working in the ring. I think he was trying to go way to you know Kenny Omega speed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, go on. No, but that's it. Uh, the reason why I say they don't actually necessarily care about tag team wrestling is that I watched this match and for me my main takeaway from this is that Brandy does not like Allie <laughs> I swear to god I don't know like I, I can instantly forget about the match all I could remember is how much Brandy hated Allie yeah. or, or Bunny whatever you want to call her I don't know if they're calling her Allie again Allie. Yeah. I don't know why they broke, broke her up from the butcher and the blade I, yeah, no one will never know Okay. It just didn't. It, like it made no sense. Like she came out to 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 cheer QT Marshall because I guess maybe she's like working him or they're really a thing. 
As no, for like not. kayfabe, I mean, not like a real, real item. No, because Allie and no, no, uh, but I, I don't mean America, no, I, but I don't mean in real life. I mean in in wrestling world gimmick. Yeah, and then okay. Brandy comes out and she's like, "No, how dare you cheer for QT? I'm going to cheer louder." Well, they said they were the. She was one of the first signs to AEW. That was Allie, so maybe there's that uh, you know first person signed or whatever it is. Uh, regardless, I thought I mean, that might be again, seven. Said, we don't know. I said, <laughs> What? I said that might be seven. We don't know. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I'm going to have to anyway, get six in. Um, you're making me lose my train of thought. Sorry. It's fine. Um, yeah, so I thought QT Marshall really shines in this match. Um, again, but with this, it's four guys having a tag team match. It's not two tag teams having a tag team match. Yeah, I mean, the, the champions don't even come out together. I know. And they're in the like, same damn group. I know. You think they play the elite music? Yeah. Hello. Yes. Uh, next up, you have some singles women's action as Abaddon. 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 Real scary. Real scary. Uh, defeats Anna Jay with that sick Huracan Rana to the mat. I always <laughs> like that move. Abaddon is real scary. Yeah, I like uh, this. I this entrance watching... was uh, I liked this th- her entrance this time rather than when she was on Dark a, a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I just found it to be weird that they like play a hype video package for Anna J, and then the person it... that was only on Dark gets the win. But it made sense at the end of the match. Well, uh, yes, obviously at the end of the match, Dark Order came out where. You were like instantly. I'm like, okay, they're gonna maybe try to recruit Anna J. Then they go over and hand an envelope to Colt Cabana, and I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. Why are they doing this while she's still in the ring? And then they make her their way to uh, to Anna J. They help her up and uh, out of the ring. So maybe we're gonna get our first female member of Dark Order. I love it. I love we, everything. We still have Cole Cabana. They he opened up the envelope. It looked like some sort of contract with uh, Dark Order. So, I maybe... think they're in a tag team match. Brody Lee and Cole Cabana next week. Oh, I think that's what I saw. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I think there's some sort of thing going on with Brody Lee and Cole Cabana next week. Mm-hmm. Loaded card, as AEW is always, which is pretty cool. Yeah, matchup next, we saw MJF defeat Billy, no gun. Billy of the gun club. Yes, uh, going the somewhat of the Cody route. Because he has to for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is funny because he has used Billy Gunn in the past there, but I guess WWE finally was like, wait a minute. They caught on. Uh, but it's always, it's always great to see Billy wrestle. Always. Um, of course, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm overly, um, I don't even know the word analytical. No, you are over. Not analytical, analytical though. What's the, this is like a more negative term to use. Marky. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I, I just hate like MJF at one point had a submission locked in and he was using the ropes to uh, his advantage Aubrey sees it and literally kicks his arm off the rope. And I don't understand what gives the referee the right to to touch the person who's working like that. Like, I understand it's a heel thing, 
But I like to me that that doesn't do anything for the match. It puts her over. Like, hey, I kicked MJF's arms off the rope. To me, like, what does that do for the match? Like, why is just, why is the referee getting shine in that? It doesn't make sense to me. I I don't know. I if think a, if just... a wrestler put their hands on the referee, there'd be problems. If a referee puts their hands on a wrestler without being provoked, there's no problems. Oh yeah. So next week it is Birdie Lee and Cole Cabana versus Joey Janelle and Sonny Kiss. Oh, so we're gonna see to see Joey and Sonny Kiss team up. Yeah. Well, no, they were on Dark this week. Oh, they, they've I been uh, doing some tag team matches on Dark recently. Before. Yeah. But uh, like uh, at, at one point, Billy hits the Famouser. Wardlow gets up on the apron. Uh, MJF uh, gets the the ring, the dynamite ring. I don't know what it's called. I think I don't know. It's, it's the ring. He knocks <laughs> it out, gets the win. Post match, there's a big uh, Pier Six brawl outside, and Joey Janela just walks away. Yeah, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt. Um, I think I think I saw Max Max Caster in there. Oh, too. perhaps. Yeah, I know apart. he was sitting out there. Yeah, he was. I wonder. Uh, hopefully, he'll be on Dark next week. Tremendous talent. Uh, it's too bad next... all the COVID cases are up. What in Florida? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It's it's as expected. And here uh, WWE does a puking angle, and they got a, a COVID case. I don't. I, I pick and choose what I want to watch wrestling wise, and one of them is being AEW. And a highlight for me has been Britt Baker. Ever since she's been injured and on the shelf, she's been making the best of her time on AEW Dynamite. Uh, this week, a great segment with Big Swall, who I, took the page out of the Undertaker. I think and, even even before that, with uh, Tony Schiavone announcing yeah, with that those little uh, paper gimmicks going up the uh, <laughs> string. Wait, wait, what? She was passing him notes, and they had a oh, oh. Like, okay. piece yes. of string. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, he announced that uh, Hikaru Shida will be defending the title against Penelope Ford at Fighter Fest, which uh, enrages Britt Baker, and she like denounces him as a friend, says they're on a friend break and everything, and then she de- demanded that Rebel, or I-, I guess maybe they're calling her Reba for legal reasons, or yes. But it's weird because, like, she did start out as Rebel, but she just kept yes. being called Reba. But uh, she she told her to drive off, and then Big Swole's "Where's two Stephanie?" Could I <laughs> could I have can I have messed that up any anymore? Yeah, you could have messed it up a lot. Worse. Where to, Stephanie? I had to correct it. <laughs> Good, thanks. But yeah, she thanks. says "Where to, Doctor?" and it's obviously that's like a, a pop mark out moment. Of sorts, a marky moment, I should say, not a specific mark out moment. Yep. Well, and I then... mean, this goes till later in the night as they find uh, the, the doctor <laughs> in a dumpster. Yeah. Which is just like growth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, after after that segment with uh, Shivani and Big Swole and Britt Baker, Cody Rhodes came out, cut a promo, and questioned whether or not he ve- he's even in the elite anymore. And question whether or not the Nightmare family is even family, since nobody helped him last week when he got beat down by Jake Hager. Uh, and then he passed the microphone over to Double A Arn Anderson, who introduces 
Cody's opponent for the night, making his debut in AEW, uh, which unfortunately in losing efforts, uh, Ricky Starks. Yeah, absolute Ricky Starks, former NWA World Television Champion, makes his AEW debut as one of the guys outside the company that would come in, and it was a very impressive showing. See, I I popped for this because I thought, like, because he was literally just in NWA. I had no idea he was, like, released or anything. I didn't know he was, like, a free agent. I was, like, I here I was thinking, like, oh. It, it, it's going to be Matt Cardona. AEW confirmed. No, here AEW has people working with, with NWA or whatever. We've seen it. Oh, no, was that? That was Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe they had some sort of working deal with uh, with uh, NWA, but that doesn't seem to be the case because Ricky Starks has now been signed to AEW. Yeah, apparently, allegedly, right after that match, Tony Khan gave him a contract. Yeah, uh, it's what do you think about these the open challenges every week where it's like obvious, obviously, Ricky Starks isn't going to be winning the title. But you have to have that sense of. Oh, yeah, he's not going to win the title. And then one day a free agent might come in that is going to beat Cody for the title. Yeah, it's going to be Matt. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm about it. Bringing other guys, you know, bringing some bigger guys too to, you know, that sense of disbelief where yeah. you don't think Cody's going to win and then he comes and he pulls it out and wins. Face but of AEW. It was a, a good showing for, for Stark, so I'm happy that that's happening. Yeah. For sure. More tag team action up next as the Young Bucks picked up the victory over the Superbad Death Squad. My two uh, least Super- favorite teams in AEW wrestled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did what they did. I mean, more. it was more of the post-match shenanigans. Uh, Not even post-match, like, though. It was like even during the match yeah. where, where it was like the focus was Butcher and Blade. The focus yeah, but- was FTR. Yeah. And the big, big Pier 6, another Pier 6 brawl. Maybe we'll take this to Pier 12. Um, brawl, however, the Young Bucks and FTR left standing. Maybe at Fighter Fest they'll do a big four corners match with these four teams and then never get the Bucks and FTR in the ring at the same time That's until, like, the end. Very possible. I, I think uh, it's a bit absurd as to how many times somebody was able to cheat this week. Like, it happened multiple times during this match and a few other times, too. And it's just like, I don't, like, do, like to me, that just doesn't make sense. I don't know. My my, my sincere apologies is on that. Like, but the, um, uh... They, maybe you should go had, for AEW so that I, I'm no, not, I could barely plug in the, the fire wire and pull it out. I'm having difficulty with that. <laughs> I don't think I could referee it anymore. And stop complaining about refs. It's just, you know, I feel like there's stuff that needs to happen, and I don't particularly care about that. No. I was, I, I was watching AEW today with Jordan, and he, like, made me turn it off. when a, I, I've tried to mention this before. Um, <laughs> with Abaddon? With, with a, a Abaddon? Abaddon. Abaddon, yeah. He's like, yep. He's like, Daddy should not be watching this because this is scary. And I was spooked out too by it. So, uh, you have a back, you have a under the bridge tape. promo. <laughs> under the bridge, we're on double white trailer here. Yeah, I, I re-listened to that. Talking about body guy stuff. I, I think I do a really good Taz impression. 
All right, let's hear it. Well, I mean, to put me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're all about putting you on the spot. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Okay, we're out here okay. in my double wide. <laughs> here I have to take the dump. Oh. No. But yeah, um, they were they were under a bridge, which the same bridge that they used for, uh, for what's his name? Lance Archer? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were just recalling what happened with John Moxley last week. And I think Brian Cage came off a lot like Scotty Steiner in this. I don't think it was a good promo this week. I yeah. Felt like it was a lot of like Brian Cage, like, hey, man, you know what I'm going to do? And it's like, what? I don't even understand. It's not as bad as what Ric Flair did on Monday Night Raw, but. Because that I just could not understand for the life <laughs> it's of me. Just but. A great <laughs> impersonation, solid. Like like Taz goes, tell him Cage, man, you know, man, you know, thirty three to ten percent. <laughs> I don't know. I'm laughing so hard at that, but I mean, Fighter Fest. We see Brian Cage right now beating John Moxley. No, he has a match next week with uh, Anthony uh, Ego. So. We'll yeah, I don't, I don't see that, but it led right into a John Moxley vignette where I liked uh, he used the the beat me if you can survive, etc. He didn't finish the full quote, but I think it's just it's it sucks because the AEW championship. I've said this before. I might have said it last week. The AEW you championship, did say it last week. It literally went from main event with Jericho, and as soon as Moxley wins, it just like where where is it on the on the cards? Like, come Fighter Fest, are these going to be main event matches? Like, will I we see know. Brian Cage versus um, John Moxley for the championship as a main event if that match happens? Or is that just like, are we not putting that as the main event? And I don't know if people are be like, oh, it's WWE doesn't always put their main championship as main event. But it's like. But, but, but that's the thing. A AEW, they always think that the world title is the main event. Regardless of whatever steals the show, like I mean, I know last time this whatever the stadium stampede match was before the main event uh, match. No, it was the other way around. My apologies. Sorry. Right, yeah, I don't that talk closed, about it anymore. I'm just gonna shut up. Well, speaking of closing the show, the best friends defeat lay sex gods with awesome Matt Hardy match. on commentary. Awesome um, match. Yeah, I just there's like a few things obviously that I can nitpick. Like I didn't understand why the heels uh, got jumped by the faces before the match. Because they were so mad because they beat the living heck out of Orange Cassidy last week. Yeah, but and they played into that story. They're like just like this is a different side of best friends that we've seen, and they're absolutely right. Um, these guys were a little bit more hard hitting. I yeah, think, Trent. And, and you and you spoke about this last week that Trent has fell by the wayside. They put Trent over yeah. so much in this match. Trent Trent uh, did some major work in this match, and that was much appreciated to see. So yeah, I know, and I love this tweet today. Here's a here's a dangerous suplex. I beat Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, and it's it's cool. Like God bless Jericho for real. Like for putting all these uh, younger talents over. Do you who? Do, who have you seen him work in AEW that is a, a guy that's been around the block for a very long time? 
has been like a main spot. Like you saw a small little thing with with Matt Hardy when he came in and Jericho. That was outstanding. But he worked with Adam Page. He worked with Kenny Omega. Um, you know, he faced Darby Allen. So he's really like Banner. Did you say that for the first time in 20 years, which is amazing. You know, he's really he's the MVP of AEW for the work that he's doing with all these younger talents. I and saw, now, you know, I was going to say, ahead. I saw somebody put up a poll saying, like, who is like when you think of AEW, who do you think of? And there was Jericho, Moxley, Cody, and I think it might it might have been Omega. I hope someone said Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I well, oh maybe it was another choice, but okay. I voted I voted Jericho, and Moxley was like by far in the lead, and there was like a lot, like nine hundred votes or something on the poll, and I was like, what? I was like, what? I mean, because when I look at AEW, I think they do not care about their championship, so I don't know. Like, am I the only person out there that thinks that? Like, where? Like. When I think of AEW, I think of Chris Jericho. How many more people think of Moxley instead of Jericho? I, that, like, surprised me. Yeah. Uh, but huge win for the best friends. You know, the ending was a little shaky, but it was... <laughs> shaky supposed in what to... way, though? Because the camera guy? Because the camera guy, you know, something got tripped and you're like, uh oh, something's happening. This is a big botch. But it played into itself after the match as Chris Jericho was, was sitting in the ring. The camera guy comes in the ring and the camera guy was an orange Cassidy that we have not seen in AEW before as he beat the ever living heck out of Chris Jericho and then stood in the ring. They showed the replay and they come back to the ring and he's in orange Cassidy mode. This is great. And six Superman punch, by the way, also. Yeah. Oh, realize oh. somebody said, oh, he does a better Superman punch than Roman Reigns. I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know about that. It was a nice Superman punch, but. But uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and like I said, bless Jericho with the, working with these young talent. It's awesome. Matt Hardy, too, obviously. Yeah. As so. for Matt Hardy next week. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Orange, um, Matt Hardy's going to be facing off against Sammy Guevara next week. I uh, I feel kind of guilty because after um, after we recorded the episode last week, I saw Matt Hardy tweet out saying, don't compare me to Michael Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what I did. Yeah, but uh, next week we got uh, great action. FTR will be facing off against the Natural Nightmares. As I said, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. You're going to have Mr. Brody Lee and Cole Cabana facing off against the really cool tag team of Joey Janela and Sunday Kiss. Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. And that is that for next week. We'll probably have a stacked uh, dark coming up this week. Uh, and that's AEW. So pretty, pretty cool. So, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Kermit the Frog here, and you're listening to Brandon Shoutouts. Yay! First shoutout. Um, actually, let me preface by saying all my shoutouts due to the fact that WWE billed Edge versus Randy Orton as the greatest me- wrestling match of all time. Um, I figured I would put three of matches, three of the matches that I consider to be the greatest of all time. Okay. Uh, and of course, I've said this many, many times. I think 
personally, the best match that I have ever seen live goes to Bailey versus Sasha Banks from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Nice, solid. Um, and it's like, I really do think it was like the match of last decade. Okay. Um, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25. Uh, I cried during that match. Um, because Undertaker I... missed. What? Because... Because uh, Deuce missed. No, that wasn't Deuce. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, no, I, I just, it was just a very intense match. I remember watching it at our friend Mike's house. Uh, we And going nuts, absolutely nuts during it. And it was great. But, I, yeah. I, uh, speaking of crying, I almost I like got choked up. I was watching the 24 episode of Ric Flair. Oh, really? I haven't watched it yet. And uh, Charlotte starts talking about how difficult it is to watch the Hall of Fame speech because Reed is there. Oh. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Um, but, but my last shout out is coming from Money in the Bank 2011. John Cena versus CM Punk. CM Punk captures uh, or retains... Captures the WWE Championship. Team Punk captures it. Uh, yeah. So, and I think all three of these matches were better than Edge versus Orton. Uh, the match shouldn't have ever been billed as the greatest wrestling match ever. As to me, it made no sense. Not to say, like I, I obviously I said this before. Um, Apparently, the Undertaker shed a tear during this match. Almost shed a tear, brother. All right, sorry, but brother. It's like. It, to me, I saw a lot of people complaining, saying this match sucks. This match is going on too long, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was a really good match. I didn't watch it. I thought it was a lot better than WrestleMania. Yeah, I I didn't watch it. I, these days, I pick and choose what I'm going to watch wrestling-wise. And watching one show and giving a thorough insight to it on this podcast instead of watching everything... Um is my kind of cup of tea these days. And I've been watching a lot of deathmatch wrestling also recently. Like so celebrity? <laughs> no, like I've been no, I IWT, uh, uh, independentwrestling.tv. It's spectacular. I've been going back and watching a lot of uh, CCW. Uh, I've watched some GCW. I know Big Japan, I think, just went up there, so I want to ch- check that out. I don't know, man. Something about guys can get hit in the face with light tubes. <laughs> I saw a spot where uh, it was a four-way light tube head spot oh yeah okay i think i watched it recently i saw one thing it was from tournament of death i think not last year but the year before g raver got power bombed into a essentially a wall made of bricks by i think it was stockade i yeah that's geez yeah i like that stuff like that stuff i can't watch but like light tubes and you know barbed wire and stuff like that i can do some of it's just like real over the top for my opinion yeah, but those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for our, our Markout Moment of the Week. That is right, our Markout Moment of the Week. Um, I guess I'll start with a few things that you didn't see, I assume, because I assume you didn't see the Miz and Morrison's new song or hear it. Nope. It's called Hey, 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 which I think 
Like I was completely like expecting like a very low bar, but I was very impressed. Like whoever mixed that song and recorded it to make it sound like they can actually sing or maybe I, I don't think John Morrison can sing, <laughs> but and I really don't think it was like dubbed over with somebody else's voice because it like sounds like both of them. But I thought it was a really good song. I think it's based off of uh, not think it's definitely based off of Van Halen's right now. But I, I pop for that, and I really want that on iTunes. I also marked out for Our Truth on the Bump. Um, somehow they got they they brought up the Golden Girls. And okay. He, he started to sing the whole. He sang the whole theme song, and the you know host the hosts were going nuts. They were like, "You gave us the second verse," <laughs> and I thought I was like, "Hell yeah! Our Truth knows every lyric. That's awesome." I have been watching a lot of RJ City stuff on his YouTube channel. Okay, yeah. And it's it really is some of the best content out there. Yeah. it's re- He's real funny. He's very well-spoken. I know he's a big uh, fan of the Golden Girls as well. Yeah. So. And then uh, something you did see, I marked out for the Madison Square Garden microphone as well as Howard Finkel announcing Edge and Randy Orton, which I have to assume was from a video game perhaps. Probably. I would assume so. But yeah, I, I popped for that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, that, I popped for that. That's all I've really watched of that. And then they started going into the greatest show, and I was just like, yeah, no. Turned me off. But I, it was a decent, like, I think the match was good. I, people. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to knock it because I didn't see it. But, you know, as I said, I try to pick and choose the wrestling that I like. Um, what would you think of Christian's last match, huh? I didn't see that either. <laughs> I mean, you could have blinked and missed it, but I know because he got kicked. Right, he got kicked. That's I saw on social media. Ric Flair yeah, hit him in the nuts. Yeah, and that's uh, how Ric Flair is going to be managing Randy Orton. It doesn't need to happen. Oh, I didn't think that. No, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're reforming Evolution, which it's weird to see Triple H with a, a ponytail and long hair now. I know. Going back and seeing him clean shaven. Yeah. And he's always like gigged up. <laughs> he always had a huge bandage on his head. <laughs> I think that even got made into an action figure. I know, probably might did. be like mistaken, but I feel like that happened. I was, uh, my, I'm itching. I'm kind of getting really itchy now because I have the, uh, the Edge 3 in 1 figure. It's, uh, on, uh, I pre bought it. Oh, I thought you, I was about to say, why do I not have it, but you do? I, well, I got it when it the second it went on sale on wait, it, wait, wait, hold on. But you don't you don't physically have it. I don't physically have okay. it. Okay, you're like you just scared me again. I was like, why don't I have it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah as I, soon as it I, went I up for it. presale, I, I pre-ordered it as well. Yeah, so did I. Um, did you use major for ten percent off? Absolutely, use major for ten percent off. <laughs> RingsideCollectibles.com, folks. I know, but like now I'm going back and I'm like. I'm like, I've got, I want to go upstairs. I'm starting to like go through like my computer desk and like try to find things and collectibles and stuff like that. So I want to get like all the my wrestling action figures in one bin. And I have a bunch of like Funkos that are not up that I want to put in a bin. Um, I got the, I haven't told you about this. I got the Fiend Funko Pop. Okay. Like mint. The box is like perfect. I want to get one of those figure case things for it. See, that's mm-hmm. what like sucks when you try to collect mint on card and stuff yeah like especially because when like you you 
if you're ordering online per se. Like I've ordered pops from uh, Barnes and Noble before, and had to return them because the the box was all like dinged up. And it's like, no, I'm if I'm buying a Funko Pop, it's because I'm keeping it in the box and getting it signed. So yeah. So yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that for Mark it Out episode. What is this? Four eighty eight. Four eighty nine. Four eighty nine. Wow. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can leave a comment. Uh, do that. That would be awesome. Uh, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube, and Instagram.com slash out 11 Email us, out one at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. You can follow... Brandon on Twitter, BTG161. Dave, you can follow him for his no content at Dave the Rave underscore MO. And until next week, we wish you the, the best, best of luck in your, your future endeavor. Have a fantastic week.